Hey, good morning, everybody. It's 11 a.m., and what time is it? It's gas time. You've got your morning gas here at the Great American Odyssey, and I'm Hot Rod Bob. Good morning to you all. Uh, all? I don't see anybody there. Oh, there you are. Hi, Ricky. How are you this morning? All right, good morning, everybody. It's your morning gas. You know, I love the rumor mill. That's right. You can hear all sorts of crazy things. I just came across a rumor that, uh, personally, I'm t involved in the situation that they're talking about. And I saw, now, I, I, I go on Facebook pages and I go on many websites. And one of the websites I go to, or message boards, is the hokey-ass message board known as HAM, part of the Jalopy Journal. Well, I just saw a post, hi Reed, how are you, that they're all upset because the Holly National Hot Rod Reunion is moving from Bowling Green. Oh, the horror of it all. It's not moving. Someone started a rumor, and it took up two pages of the hokey-ass message board. People complaining, oh, it's moving, oh, NHRA is screwing it up, oh, they're doing this, oh, they're doing that, oh, I hate this place, why are they moving it? It's a... No one bothered to look at the NHRA website. Nobody went to the museum website. Nobody checked a damn thing. And they all got all upset. They got their tidy whities in a knot, and they got upset about things. Hi, movie Mike. Someone talked to me last night about you, um, Sammy Maloof. He said to say hello. Anyway, back to subject. I get derailed so easy when I see you guys on here. And Reed Saltz is real happy with ham, I can tell. Uh, I've been censured from it before for providing factual information that Ryan didn't like. But here he lets a whole thread go of people bitching and complaining about NHRA and moving an event to Indy from Bowling Green. It ain't true, guys. It didn't happen. It's not happening. Unless something changes drastically, it's already on the website that they're going to Beach Bend again for the 18th Holly National Hot Rod Reunion Father's Day weekend. I'm going to be there. I hope to see you there as well. It ain't moving, guys. Rumors, innuendos. And it continues on. Sometimes people even make it political. And if they don't like the conclusions that you've come up with, they accuse you of either being a liberal or a conservative or not having any knowledge or factual support for what you say. And that happened on Facebook. Imagine that. Well, just the other day, a post was presented that indicated that a gas tax of about $10 would be necessary to force people, or encourage, as they say. They try and make it politically correct. Don't, say, don't tell the truth. Make it sound good. They, they would cost you $10 in gas tax per gallon to get you to do mass transit or electric vehicles. Now, I don't really care what you power your vehicle by. If you want an electric vehicle, go for it. I wouldn't mind an electrical vehicle, but 
here's some of the stumbling blocks. And, and here's, you know, the, back to the $10 thing. They claimed it is a conservative think tank or group supported by some conservatives that came up with the assertion that this is what it would run, and they blamed the Congress person dingbat back in New York. Well, who cares if it's a conservative or a liberal think tank or group that comes up with factual information? Now, one of the things that was told to me was, well, this is all bold because this is from who and so and what, and show me your statistics to disprove what they said. They can't. And that's the typical situation. Now, has $10 a gallon tax been proposed by anybody? Yeah. Our wonderful California AQMD. And why? They want you to take mass transit. Well, having worked for a company that was large enough that has to fill out a survey every year for AQMD as to why you're not using mass transit. Hello, Jeff. Good morning. I found out and tried to explain to them that it's not something that's feasible for everyone. Hey, Marlon, how are you? At the, at the time, I was working in Anaheim, California. I lived in Burbank, a train station just a couple of miles from my house, and another train station a mile away from the office I worked at in Anaheim. It would take me, well, five, ten minutes to drive to the station in Burbank, drop my car off, get on a train, then change trains, and then arrive at the train station in Anaheim, which was a mile away from my office, which I end up having to walk, which, all right, I could use the exercise. But my 45-minute drive would then equate to a two-hour train ride. Oh, and the other problem? There was no trains going home when I got off work. So I could get there, but I couldn't get home. They didn't like that answer. I said, it's on your website. Look at the train schedules. They don't work. All right, now we go back to the electric car. And again, like I said, I don't have any uh, anything against an electric car. If you want to drive an electric car, drive an electric car. But don't tell me I have to. And don't tell me how easy it is. It ain't so. And I'll give you an example. Let's just say you live in an apartment building. There are a hundred apartments in this building. Even if there's four apartments in the building. You do not have an assigned parking spot. Or if you do, it's out in the middle of a parking lot. It's maybe under a cover, in some cases here in California. It may be an underground subterranean parking area. You have a car. It's electric. They're saying, oh, just charge it at home. Where do you put the charger? Who pays for the installation of a charger in a mass garage or an outdoor parking area? Who maintains it? How do you keep people from using it? Not going to work. And it's not just California. Have you ever lived in New York City? Chicago? Unless you're living in your own home in a residential area, where do you put the charger? 
not that easily addressed. So an electric vehicle is not the answer for everyone. And I'll give you another example of an electric vehicle. Right now, to get a Tesla Model 3, their lowest priced one, you're spending minimum $40,000. If you get the Model S, you're spending seventy dollars to $80,000. I can't afford that kind of car. I can't afford to buy a car like that. But this is what some of the people want you to do. Get rid of your gasoline-fueled vehicle and buy an electric car. Well, I don't work full-time any longer. Not that I don't want to, but at my age, no one even wants to talk to me. So I have multiple part-time jobs, and none of them are close. So I've got to drive 80 to 100 miles each way to get to them. As far as I'm aware, currently, there's only one electric vehicle manufacturer that has that kind of range on a full electric vehicle. And that's under ideal conditions. And that would be Tesla. And I already established I can't afford one of those. So what do I do? Do I demand that everyone put in charging stations where I drive? You know, frankly, one of the work locations I've been at, it's a dirt parking lot. There aren't even lights. There's no electricity. It's not really a parking lot. It's actually just an empty field they let us park in. So what do I do? Isn't going to work for me. Now, when I say me, and I say that in a generality, it's actually affects a number of people. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? And Corey Weaver and Bobby Z. There were probably 200 to 300 people at that work site that day. And that was a normal work day. Where are they coming from? I don't know. But if they've got an electric car, where are they charging it? There wasn't a single electric car in that parking area. Why? It's not financially feasible for people. It's not even practical for many people. In my case, it's not practical at all. Uh, Jeff Moore saying, I heard not long ago that uh, a cop ran out of electricity during a chase. Yeah, I've heard that rumor as well. It hasn't been substantiated, but yeah, it, it's possible. Uh, LAPD is now trying a Tesla as a test vehicle for inner city, and that might work. And again, uh, you know, you may be able to beat their Tesla, you may be able to beat their Ford or their Chevrolet, but it's very difficult to beat that Motorola. I don't care where you go. So uh, what they use for a cop car, you know what? How many pursuits do they actually get into that are high speed? And how many miles does an officer drive in an average day? And I don't think it's all that much. Now, I worked for a division of General Motors for a long time, and we had a dealer that was converting trucks to full electricity. So, Tesla, you ain't the first, guys. Trust me. Well, these trucks were used primarily at airports where the federal government has required zero-emission vehicles. So, you had a lot of these little golf cart-type things pulling luggage and such. But when it came to delivering fuel or food or other supplies, they needed a more heavy-duty truck. 
Well, our dealer up in Portland, Oregon, was converting cab-over trucks to full electric. They had a range of about 25 miles, which on an airport is an a, a lot. They don't have to drive that far on an airport. If they do 15 miles in a day, that truck's been used a whole lot. The recharge time was, you know, a couple of hours, depending on how low you got the batteries down. But they would do that normally overnight when either the airport was shut down because of curfew laws, or there were less flights and they had backup vehicles. Now, Southwest Airlines was one of the bigger airline companies that employed these vehicles. Is it reasonable to have something like that in their situation? Yeah, it's that's fine. Hi, Dina. How are you doing today? So, electric vehicles are not something new. Trust me. These trucks were being made over 15 years ago, long before Elon Musk got involved. Are they something for everyone? No. And I do have a friend who says, well, it's not a well, I can't charge one at my house. I have an outside parking spot in an open parking area. Who's paying for the installation of an electrical box that's 50 yards from my house? Ain't going to happen, folks. I don't care what laws you put in. I'm not spending the five to $10,000 to put in a charger in a parking area that I don't have an assigned parking spot in. And there's a lot of people in that situation. A lot of people drive fuel efficient to an extent cars. Now I'm saying fuel efficient, 20 plus miles per gallon, but they're not expensive cars. And those people that are driving them could not afford a Tesla. All right. They might be able to afford a Nissan Leaf. But the range is very restrictive. Now, I have a friend that bought a Fiat. And where he lives, it's an electric car. He goes to the mall when he needs to be charged. And they've got a charging station there at the mall. He doesn't worry about the wait time to get into the charging station parking spot because he's retired. He doesn't worry about the time it takes to charge because he walks around the mall, gets some exercise, and he's retired. But now, let's just say you have an electric vehicle. You need to charge it on the way to work. Whatever the case may be, you don't pick the times you're going to fuel up your gas vehicle. And I read saying that uh, the cost about $1,200 with government incentives to install a charger. Yeah, read, that's at your home. That's not at a remote location. And batteries in general are covered for 7 to 10 years in the state of California. That is a warranty that has been mandated by the state of California. It doesn't mean the batteries last that long, but I'll give you an example on those batteries, Reed. Once the Fiat is out of warranty, and that warranty is not just time, it's also miles. The cost of the batteries for a Fiat electric model 
is greater than the cost of the car. And it's at about two-thirds of the cost when that car was new. You can buy an electric Fiat now for less than $10,000 because the cost of replacing the batteries is closer to 20000 when you get the factory batteries. Now, there are other batteries available. And yes, read the manufacturer's warranty because it was mandated by the state of California. And that came about when Honda introduced their Insight and the battery packs were failing. When the battery packs failed, the cost was about $5,000 for the Insight, which is a hybrid. Well, there were enough complaints about it that the state of California gave a warranty or initiated the requirement of the warranty being that long. And they also put a mileage on that too. And I don't don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a neighborhood of 100,000 miles. And then, yes, the Fiat is basically a disposable car at that point because it's too expensive to keep it going. Now, to add insult to injury, the state of California issues a little badge you put on your vehicle so that when you have a hybrid or a specific hybrids or an electric vehicle, you can drive in the carpool lanes without having other people in the car. Yeah, well, guess what, folks? That sticker is only only valid for three years, and you cannot renew it. So what do you have to do? you got to buy a new car because they're not going to let you put a new sticker on a three-year-old vehicle. Now, here's another strange point. An electric vehicle with a single person in it can ride in the carpool lane. A car that runs on gasoline that would be more efficient in a carpool lane cannot. An electric car, which would be fine in a regular lane gets the benefit of going into the carpool lane. But the car that would benefit the most from it can't. Now, to add to that, the state of California, in their infinite wisdom, Los Angeles area specifically, is contemplating making taking two lanes off an already congested freeway and making them toll lanes to reduce emissions. Uh, how, how does that reduce emissions? That's just additional tax money they're going to generate and they're going to collect. Reducing emissions doesn't. Makes the other lanes more crowded. Saves people money? Mm, no. Makes money for the state? Yeah. Adds to your tax burden? You betcha. Now, Phil Hoffman says he believes electric cars are at a limited sales because they're darn pricey. Stick to the gas engines, he says. Elon Musk is a billionaire, and it's just sad. Well, electric cars in general are expensive. You can get one in the twenty to 30000 range, uh, closer to the 30000 mark. I can't afford a car that expensive. I have never bought a vehicle that expensive. And now, on the limited income that I've got, it's even less less feasible for me to do. 
Jeff Bertram says common sense is illegal in California. <laughs> he had, sometimes you think that, don't you? Corey Weaver says you have to pay a horrendous waste fee to even get rid of one of those electric vehicle battery setups. Well, that's never been published or confirmed. As a matter of fact, that is highly overlooked and not mentioned at all. And it's one of the costs of ownership. They don't calculate that into the cost of ownership because they assume you're going to get rid of it before it needs to be recycled. Therefore, you don't have to pay that. The poor dealer you traded it into that can't get it running is going to. And Jeff is right. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, this is gas. It's Friday. I don't know what you got planned, but I've got a bunch of things planned. Tonight, I'm going to go see Adam Carolla. Now, Adam put up some great, great movies. One called Winning, about Paul Newman and his racing career. And he just released the one on Carol Shelby. Factual. And it shows you the real story of Carol Shelby. His rise to fame. His filling his dreams. Becoming a world-class vehicle manufacturer. Yes, he's listed as a manufacturer. Beating the pants off the Ferrari team with Fords, he prepared. And doing it his way. So check it out. I'm going to go see Adam Carolla tonight. He's actually doing his stand-up routine here in Ventura. And I'm going to go see him. I wish you all a very, very good weekend. And for those of you that are getting involved in the holiday spirit, I am too. I've got two, three, three holiday events to go to this weekend, all of them car-related. A toy run in Santa Paula, California tomorrow morning, and then we're racing at Irwindale tomorrow night. So I'm going to be at Irwindale Drag Strip. We've got the Clean Culture event, a lot of import cars, a lot of music, showing, shining, and time trials going on from... 3 p.m. until 8 p.m. tomorrow evening. San Sunday, well, it's wheels and waves, and we're going out to Malibu. Going to check that out, and from there, it's the holiday gathering at the Murphy Museum in Oxnard. So I'm going to be putting some miles on my car. I'm going to be on the road. Hope to see some of you there. And if I don't, I'll see you at a car show at car event someplace soon. I do thank you for watching Gas, the great American auto scene, each morning at 11 a.m. Please tell your friends and share it. Um, hope to see you at a race or car show. I'm Hot Rod Bob, and Gas is brought to you by Valley Head Service. See, I'm wearing the shirt. Valley Head Service. Irwindale Speedway, Irwindale Drag Strip, and Beach Underwriting Associates. You guys have a great weekend. If I don't talk to you before... I'll talk to you on Monday. This has been your Morning Gas, and I'm Hot Rod Bob. Take care.